so there massive missing middle yeah mm-hmm. which means startups don't look at job creation so let me step back a bit what is the single biggest long term challenge india and most countries have to solve is youth youth employment or youth unemployment right, right? Mm-hmm. india itself will add 150 million people to its workforce in the next 10 years we continue yeah. to be a younger uh, population yeah mm-hmm. as i mentioned all of these young people come with aspirations in their hearts yeah right mm-hmm. and hopes for a better future yeah if we are unable to provide jobs for them or provide mm-hmm. i wouldn't even call job economic opportunities for them yeah then mm-hmm. uh, you know those aspirations will turn into frustrations and anger yeah so i would argue that the single biggest challenge that we face as a country is job creation or economic opportunity creation and therefore yeah. two myths i want to bust is that i, I would frame a startup as an entity that is primarily can create more jobs it's not about just technology it's not about uh, how many customers served but can we look at job creation as one of the parameters which yeah, unfortunately is not today it's not i mean i think if government of by government of india definition it's a revenue of 100 crores or something like that correct correct so i think as a startup founder how do we how do we, uh, most people start thinking about job creation secondly i don't think if we have to solve 100 million youth being employed there is no single organization or a group of organization that can achieve this but what can potentially happen is in the next 10 years if we can create 10 million enterprises mm. can hire 10 people each mm. then you would have solved for 100 million economic opportunities i really like that so these enterprises are small businesses the kiranas the local exactly. stores exactly so i'll give you a very interesting experiment i did a, few, a couple of years ago right i went to a engineering college in tumkur outskirts of bangalore a uh, district and they wanted me to come and talk about a startup mm. i said talk se kuch nahi hota hai you don't need to talk but can you give them give them to me for two weeks for two hours a day and the principal said yes you know uh, you know you give them a project whatever Uh, so it is interesting first day we just went and talked about who are the entrepreneurs you know and the usual names came up right jeff bezos and musk and mark zuckerberg and narayan murthy <laughs> and stuff like that right about yeah. 400 people in the in the final year and pre final year engineering and then we asked them what traits do you think make them an entrepreneur and and again you know in 10 minutes we had over 30 30 traits listed hard working visionary dedicated uh, mm. etc then we did a small exercise to say if you are sitting next to an entrepreneur in a bus mm. what are the three questions you will ask him or her to figure out if she is entrepreneur or not so we did a role play okay then we formed groups of uh, you know uh, three people each and i asked them to go interview five entrepreneurs in a 10 km radius and and the only caveat was none of these entrepreneurs must be greater than 10 people employed so i didn't want them to walk into large factories or whatever right smaller okay. businesses 
and i asked them to nominate one entrepreneur who they thought had the entrepreneurial uh, the highest entrepreneurial ability energy okay. so it was fun so we had about 100 teams talking to 500 businesses in a span of a week and each of them came back with one you know maybe a dhaba guy who they thought was inspiring because this guy came from punjab settled in karnataka and said this guy speaks better kannada than i do hmm says you know therefore the customer connect as an example Yeah, exactly. Now the interesting part of the second week exercise was I asked them to go find, spend time with this one entrepreneur they had said, and said if you were to grow their revenues by three x mm. in one year, what would you do? So these kids who had gone to the Daba fellow actually did a scientific analysis of pattern of traffic flow on the highway, where the bolt should be, what kind of uh, signage he should have, what kind of utensils should he have, what kind of menu card yeah. should he create, and came up with a business plan to say. Hey, with less than one lakh rupee of investment, this guy can go from you know five lakhs per annum to fifteen lakhs, right? More important part to Vidya here was they came back saying we are all struggling to earn and find ourselves a job of ten thousand, but my local Kirana store guy earns fifty thousand rupees a month. <laughs> Correct. Right? Now, Correct. if I apply my mind and my technology ideas to it, maybe I can generate one lakh fifty thousand rupees a month. Right. Mm-hmm. So two girls came back and said, "You know what? I don't think we will go apply for some stupid jobs. We'll go back to our hometown and start a, a nice uh, women-only products Kirana store." Yeah, why not? Absolutely. Yeah, and and I think that's the kind of startup thinking that we need. Hmm. You know what? I mean, obviously there will be a pyramid, right? There will be a, a next percent who will aspire to be a unicorn. We'll continue to see that. But the large part, can we change the narrative of being a startup? Yeah. From only a technology base that you only had aspired to be a unicorn to say you can run a small business leveraging technology in your own town, and if you can generate one two lakhs of income per annum per month, you will employ yeah. five more people. Yeah, I think that is the shift in narrative that we need. Wow, this is a whole new definition of a startup. They, you know, essentially they are also starting up. They also need exactly. capital. They also want to scale, but it's exactly. just and they are. Um, Uh, they, they are happily scaling, organically scaling in their ecosystem. This nothing is inflated. So you know, Madan, can you bust another myth? You know, it really bothers me. This whole word scale. You know, as soon as you come to Silicon Valley, the first question: What is the scale you have? What is the traction you have? No matter how good your product is, no matter how much your small community loves you, what is your scale? What is your traction? Can you bust the myth about scale and traction? and it's taught in business schools you know not to deny the um, yeah. scaling up traction are not bad things but i'm only saying that they may not be the same yardstick so success for everybody for example yeah. again to to take a easier example right i don't know if you've been to bangalore i stay in a sniffing distance away from one of bangalore's most famous idli vada joints called brahmin's coffee bar yeah yeah <laughs> my favorite yeah i'm like <laughs> you know from my balcony i can literally smell the idlis wow. and that close now interestingly brahmin's coffee bar has been in business the last 50 years or more mm-hmm. they still run out of the same single place store mm-hmm. in in uh, basangudi yeah the guy who runs it is a good friend and he says listen so i've always asked him why not more branches why have you not expanded and right. he says listen for me my customers love me i have i i he hires across the board some 30 or 40 people in his store he says their families we have fended to their families and their needs and many of our 
employees, children have gone on to become engineers. Many of them are in the US. So I feel very happy mm-hmm. that I am having a lifestyle that I'm very happy about. In yeah. fact, it's the only eatery in Bangalore that closes on a Sunday because this guy says, why should I spoil my Sunday? <laughs> I want my Sunday as well. Yeah, no, they are amazing. I, I, I mean, one of the legendary places, you know, we t- talk about it here in Silicon Valley. We miss that. So, oh, so yeah. would you call this guy an entrepreneur? Absolutely. Wouldn't you call this guy a job creator? Absolutely. Is it is he on the way to create a billion smiles with his idlis and rodas? I think he's already crossed the billion smiles uh, many years ago, right? Now, yeah. but if you were to then create a concept and put a case study and then ask how will you scale up, what is your traction? These are meaningless questions for him as an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right. So, so yeah. That's one one way to look at it. The other way from a social space is that it's not scaling up. I'll argue it's scaling out. And there's been a lot of articles written on it that I think the again, the famous uh, whatever that's quoted very often is that if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. Right. Yeah. So especially when we're solving intractable, uh, complex uh, social issues, it's not about going fast. It's about going far. And yeah. therefore, it's not about a single organization scaling up but a collective group of organizations coming out to scale out the innovations. Then I want to bring up a little bit of a edgy topic here. Uh, if you're okay, I mean, I had a stint with uh, MIT Media Lab for two years and then there, what they said was, if an entrep- entrepreneurship, entrepreneurs should not work on ideas which they're passionate. They should work about solutions which are needed by the market. So we tried this. And many people were put on projects they really did not want to work on. So they tried this model, but a lot more problems got solved, number one. Number two, you know, we looked at China and for certain cities, they don't have the concept of patenting because whatever solution works, they come grab, they implement and scale. You know, so considering that, what are some of the things the fresh entrepreneurs can learn? You know, entrepreneurs who are probably sitting in college today or sitting in a corporation and they want to make the plunge. What can we change uh, uh, for them in, in, you know, in terms of startup narrative or let's say an investor or a community of investors want to change? What can they change to you know, see this light? I think you said it beautifully, Vidya. So two parts, right? Uh, this is plain marketing 101. I think Kotler in, in the marketing book says that when a customer comes looking for a hole, he's not looking for a he's looking for a hole and not a drill bit. <laughs> right. Correct. I think yeah. unfortunately a lot of us fascinate about our own solution. Yeah. Without trying to understand what the problem is. Yeah. It's like a you know, many times we are like a hammer looking for a nail. Exactly. Because exactly. I have a solution, I want to find a, a, a somebody to solve this for. Yeah, I'm a PhD in AI. I'm going to use AI no matter what. Exactly. You might still use that as a tool, but that's not a, uh, you're not, you have to frame the problem. Exactly. Right? So yeah. I think entrepreneurs, my, my uh, learnings and continuing uh, lessons is that uh, you had to spend an inordinate amount of time in trying to define the problem the right way. Yeah. And, and therefore, I... your understanding of the customer, their needs, uh, their wants and what is the value that they seek is very critical. Yeah. So, so can I say that if you really understand uh, the problem, if you spend so much time, maybe many of the startups will not happen 
because exactly. they are creating a mirage and there will be less failures right exactly no i mean a couple of years ago i was mentoring a startup which had built a fascinating education in a box solution and when i asked them saying so how many customers have you spoken to he said two right so i challenged him to say stop working on your product right now don't invest another 1 rupee more but in the next 6 months can you meet go meet 100 customers yes and then come back yes and then we will have a chat he came back 8 months later saying i've met your 100 i now realize that out of the 20 features in my product i will need only two and this is the problem i'm solving hmm right? so i think a lot of us jump into solution mode without any understanding the problem two is that uh many times we don't recognize the systemic issues around in solving those problems and we think just my solution alone or yeah. my product alone will solve the problem yeah. so the second lens to wear is the entrepreneurial collaborative mode yeah. to say you know how can i build a part of the solution which could be my solution but how do i integrate with the ecosystem correct yeah mm mm-hmm. right and mm mm-hmm. and third is that uh, unfortunately in our education system corporate systems we are all taught not we are taught how not to fail yeah failure and how is to such a dreaded word win. yeah failure and how to compete and win two things yes exactly right it should be about learnings and collaborations rather than failures and competitions and you know if you take out globalization from the picture these kids can flourish in the local language why do they need english absolutely and we use english most mostly as a confidence unlocking tool hmm right, right. It, it's just that they again the narrative that's fed to them is that if you don't speak english and if you are not savvy on computers you're not good enough hmm now to an extent i believe because as you said if you take away the globalization aspect but globalization opens up a lot of economic opportunities absolutely right so what we have done is we have touched about 25000 youth across and i've seen uh, massive transformations in each and every one of them yeah fantastic oh my god <laughs> madan this was probably one of the best podcasts i have done in a long time uh, you. you know i thought you <laughs> no you are like you all know harari and malcolm gladwell and bill gates and bv jagdish you're a mixture of all of the mentors i really look up to and admire uh, because oh, bv also talks about kindness and our uh, our dear friend our uh, mentor as yeah, well yeah and uh, this is just such a, a, f- a fantastic fantastic session uh, we should definitely have you back uh, on our show and uh, you know we'll do something uh, uh, you know better uh, so that the entrepreneurial community the youth community and even the education community you know whatever is involved in educa- education you know building the ecosystem they, they can participate so uh, with that what is the best way uh, for someone to collaborate with you or you know reach you let's say the audience wants to collaborate with you how can they get in touch with you many ways yeah i am i'm i'm usually available uh, you know you can reach out to me on linkedin on twitter uh, you can uh, you, my email id is available out there drop me an email uh, happy to collaborate and and i think that's the only way we can we can all move forward so any one of you out there who has any ideas any which way that i can be of help happy to volunteer and say i'm at your service and you are in the uh, entrepreneurship and education space correct those two yeah i mean 
the entrepreneur and the youth, uh, and, and I'll say education spreads across to skills and vocational learning. Uh, my my dream is that how can we make every youth a transformed youth, every transformed youth an entrepreneur, and every entrepreneur a change maker. Wow! So if <laughs> any of these words resonate with you, let's talk. Oh, fantastic! With that, uh, uh, with lot of reluctance, I have to call this session to a close. Uh, all of you guys who are not able to digest this amazing session, watch it again till the end. Watch it again and again. Watch it every day and do one act of kindness. You know, Madan's most uh, amazing quote for today. And let's all see uh, Unicorn with a billion smiles. Thank you, Madan. Thank you so much for having. Thank me. you so much. Really enjoyed this conversation, Vidya. Thank you. Fantastic. Chatting up and look forward to working together in many ways. Uh, let's do. Thank you. <laughs>